Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Dental Business Mentors. I, Paul Hutchison, am joined by my partner, Dr. Justin Buller. How you doing, Justin? I'm good, man. It's good to be here. Yeah. What's new with you, man? It's We're recording this on March 12th. Your kids are on spring break, right? Yeah. yeah. Kids are on spring break. So, right, they're seven, three, and two, and like all going on 40. So we figured out, we planned in advance. We got our stuff together and made sure that they're all the seven-year-olds in classes and programs and stuff through the break so we can keep working and not take our foot off the gas pedal. But we've blocked off some time for them too, man. So we're looking forward to it. We're going to, we're going to have a good time with them. You're taking them on like any like large, like extravagant cruises or trips abroad? (laughs) No, we're not doing, we're not leaving. We're staying put. We're going to do some skiing. We're just going to double down more on some of the activities. You know what it's like, right? You know, you, during the week, it's it's so busy, or during times where it's that season where you're just really so busy with the, the stuff you're doing, you only get the mornings and evenings with them, and some time yeah. on the weekends, this is just, they love it, so we're going to double down on the things they really love to do in the time that we have, so. Awesome, man. So, like, what's our question today? So, basically, it comes down to making more money in less time, but the question is, I'm not making as much as I want to, as it is, working five days a week or whatever it may be. But I want to slow down and don't see a, a path to that. How do I do that if I'm if I'm already feeling undercompensated or I'm barely, you know, making what I want in this, uh, you know, kind of five day sort of thing? Yeah, you know, and I think this comes down to the we're used to trading time for money as hourly workers. We grow up through that. And then as we become practice owners, it's it's not really trading time for money anymore. You have ownership income and, and to some extent you're trading time for money because you can only produce so much with your own two hands. And I think this question is coming from someone who's probably a solo doc. But the thing that I think is if you really look at your schedule, and I think anyone, I would challenge anyone to do this. If you looked at your schedule and you took all the open time in your schedule, I think you'd be pretty surprised that that would add up to a large amount. And you could easily just drop that, drop that time right there. You could condense your schedule. I always give the example, September is very slow for us. I mean, this year was weird because people weren't really going to school and they were doing remote and stuff, but I think it's usually just the kids go back to school and everyone's getting back their routines and September is a slow month. It's just how it is, right? When the kids at the last week of August and the first few weeks of September, I used to take a week off in September. Cool. And I had a lot of open time. So I took two weeks off in September and we still did the same numbers. I didn't have as much open time, but I took two weeks off. And then now my associates, they both take a week off in September. And I'm literally telling you, showing you that if I showed you year over year, you would see that the production has always increased every year, even though we continue to take off more time in September. So my point being is that when you have open time, you can just take that time off and it will condense itself into a more highly demanded schedule, I suppose. But I think another thing that you got to look at too is the efficiencies in our practice, the efficiencies such as how do we schedule? Are we scheduling using templates and, and for production and stuff? Are we being most efficient as we can while we're at the office? Are we doing same-day dentistry? Are we hitting those patients when they have like one or two fillings? Hey, why don't we just pound that out today? Things like that, the things that are going to like push the needle to get your production up, 
I would venture to say that anyone's doing four days dentistry could easily get down to three if they just change a few things in the way that they schedule, if they're not doing block scheduling already. But it's just one of those things like this is the fallacy. This is where we get in. We say, yeah, you know, I'm not making enough money. Gosh, I'm five days a week. Maybe I should open Saturdays because sometimes people want to come in on Saturdays. And I think that's, it's like you're looking through the wrong lens when you're thinking that way. But I mean, how would you answer that, Justin? Yeah, I mean, I like what you said, right? I think most folks, if you decide what the ideal schedule is for you and what you what you think you can do consistently over the long term, because that's what most docs are going to be doing if they're in their solo practice, or even if you have one associate, chances are you're going to be working this schedule consistently for a number of years. I think it's important to decide what's sustainable for you. So start with that. And let's say that's four days, right? You know, or three days or whatever that may be for you. It's different for everybody. I think you start with that and then you want to ask yourself, well, how much money do I need to actually pull out of my practice or company every year to support my lifestyle, save some money and be able to invest some money? And so I think being able to simultaneously earn, save and invest. And if you don't like the idea of investing, well, that's up to you. But I think it's important. And if you have that number and you know the number of days you're working and you're open, well, now it's simple math. I mean, I'm not a math guy. They say Asians and East Indians are supposed to be really good at math, but I missed that boat. But anyways, (laughs) I think it's simple math. You take a look at that. You reverse engineer the numbers. You say, I'm going to do three days a week and I'm going to do that consistently. So here's 200 days a year or something I'm working, whatever that number is. Here's what I need to earn. And then you arrive at this number called the daily production goal. This is your daily production goal or target. And then your next step in this, in this recipe is to... Look at your current scheduling practices, look at your current procedures you're providing, look at your current billings per hour and figure out, maybe with a consultant, maybe with a coach, maybe with a buddy who's already doing it, how are you going to build that schedule to meet that per hour goal and that per day goal, right? So you can get to that. You're just taking this elephant and devouring it in bite-sized pieces, right? And I think that's the easiest way to do things. So our minds tend to complicate things. It's really not that complicated. It's pretty straightforward. It's a matter of doing what we just described now. Where it gets hard is when you try it and you're not scheduling things in the right way and you start to see that this is just not feasible. So you put it all together, you cram all this production into one time. You're like, I'm not doing my best work now. I'm rushing people out. I can't build the relationship and I'm running behind. I'm going home later. I'm stressful. I'm just going to go back to the way it was. And I think that's the number one reason why people quit, but it's because they didn't have the right roadmap or strategy to start with. So their their scheduling practices, and for lack of any friendly way to put this, sucked. And if they don't suck, you're probably you're going to be in good shape. So I would suggest doing that. And we know, Paul, you know, you've been able to slow down and get to the point where you're at, but you were, you were doing three days pretty consistently. I went from like four days to three to two days a month to really not much at all any longer. And that's bittersweet because I really do love doing the surgery and things, but It's a matter of necessity with what we have going on. There's other guys that I know that are taking all of August off. And there's a lot of there's a lot of folks out there that just take all of August off and and they build that into their year. So begin with the end in mind. Ask yourself the right questions, you know, in terms of the stuff we just went through. And I think you're on the right track after that point. Yeah, and I think it's not about going faster. High producing days is not about doing faster dentistry. Now there is a point there is a point where you gotta do faster. I'm thinking of someone that I knew that was wanted to go down to three days. So we figured out that production number. We had to get up to like maybe $600 an hour, but she still wanted to book an hour and a half for a, an extraction that was like 150 bucks. I mean, the math doesn't work. 
I mean, you probably couldn't have put that together because you're not very good at math. No. But for everyone at home that can do at a fourth grade level, we'll know. That math doesn't work. You've got you to you speed up to some extent. But it's not about rushing fast. You know, It's not about drilling fast and doing crappy work. And, and I assure you, when people have shadowed me, which I don't allow anyone to do anymore because just too many people ask, it's unfortunate, but they just can't believe how fast I would do dentistry. And it, it's good dentistry. Yeah. You know, I'm not just slopping it together. It's good stuff. So all good points. You know, it reminds me, I was, I was doing a speaking thing at a dental school. And I did that thing that you were talking about, like figuring out your end, your number and just pretty much getting down to a dollar per hour so you can see what number you need to hit and stuff like that. And someone had asked, if, if I could do that much, if I could do four days worth in three days, why wouldn't I do that the fourth day? And I'm like, no, man, you're missing the point. So you, you want to increase that production, but it's so you can cut back. You know, you want to cut back. This is how you do it. It's not... At some point, it fizzles out. You can't just keep doing that. You can't keep growing in that regard, I guess. Yeah. And I think part of it, Paul, would you agree that we, I don't mean to get all personal development-y and yeah, stuff, but what I'm talking about is like who you have to become. You got to close the gap between where you are today and where you need to be. And, and you need to become that person who can close that gap. And what does that look like? Like, so for example, you know, you do ortho veneers, you can do restore implants and, you know, you can do all this type of stuff that makes it more feasible for you to bill more and less time because of the types of cases that you're able to do as well. You have team members that are able to do some of this stuff. You know, you might do right. ortho checks real quick because you got an ortho assistant, things like this. So the reason why this answer is never like, like cookie cutter for anybody is because you really have to understand where you practice and, and, which town or city or state you're in, because then we can get granular on what the possibilities are for you specifically, right? Because I think what goes through people's mind is like, well, I don't do implants, I don't do ortho, I don't do veneers, I, you know, and they start thinking in this way, you can have your foot on that rheostat all day long, you can only spin endophile so fast. So all this stuff, I think, adds up. And I think it's important to create a customized plan for you based on where you are today, and then incrementally grow based on the perhaps some of the skill sets that you may have to add, right? Yeah, absolutely. Do you place implants? I do, yeah. What do you run your drill at? Oh, gosh, man. I don't know. I have to, my assistant sets it's programmed. that up. It's like a standard setting <laughs> on there. I mean. You ever run it in reverse and not know it was in reverse and you just like really thought you had a dull drill, a dull osteotomy burr? That has not happened that I recall anyway, but I it sounds <laughs> yeah. exa- like something I would do for sure. Uh, yeah, me neither. So <laughs> just sitting there just like, it's time to replace this damn thing. And you look over and it's spinning in reverse. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, send us your questions. Info at dentalbusinessmentor.com. We will talk to you next time.